It's been a while since we've heard from each other. Isolating ourselves is a pretty challenging thing. We're always go, 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 go. And I feel like these past few weeks or so have taught us to be human. Have taught us to find what we love to do at home. To enhance our skills. To connect with people we haven't talked to in a long time. Or to talk to the people that we have more and do what we love. So, I will be providing more content for you like this to get you and me through this together. And what better way to get through this than be with good friends? This episode, we are joined by my friend, Fellow podcaster of an Arthur podcast that I absolutely love, William Young of Elwood City Linux. We talk about a lot, so without further ado, enjoy this episode. Stay safe, stay home. I love you all. On this episode of the DJ Bob Show, to know that people a listen to the podcast and b it means something to them means a lot and if I think about it for a long time like it really it really trips me out it's not very often that I have one of my friends on so this should be a fun chat host of Elwood City Limits Willie here what's up dude Hey Bob, it's uh, it's great to be on here. Um, I'm really excited. I don't actually get the chance to do many interviews, and of course, it's always. I feel like you and I have a good a good check in every few months, so it's good to hear from you again. And I'm um, I'm happy to be here. Well, it means the world to me that I've been on your podcast. What is it? I've done I've done two music episodes. Did I? Did I can't. That's right. You did. You did the second and the third um, Arthur album with me, which was a, which was a big help. You you uh, were uh, vital to making those episodes what they were. So um, yeah, those are those are the ones so far. Those are the ones so far that you. Yeah, and hopefully I'll be on more. Whenever I find something interesting Arthur related, I send it your way. Yes, and again, very much appreciate it. It's hard to keep on top of all of that stuff sometimes. So you and a lot of listeners uh, tend to send stuff my way. And like people in my friend circles and people in my family are like, hey, have you seen this? Because now I'm the Arthur guy. I'm the, I'm the Arthur guy to a lot of people. Well, that's a good guy to be. So let's just talk about the podcast in general. So it's called Elwood City Linux. It's a it's a breakdown of every episode of Arthur, essentially. That's the idea. Um, or as far as you can get. Yes, as exactly. It's like that's that's the idea. I would really love to be able to do all of them, but it's kind of a like let's let's see let's see where this goes. Thankfully, we're entering year number four um in about six months or so 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 far so good and we've gotten into nine seasons so far out of like 20 
something. So, you know, it's 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 been chugging along. So what made you want to start this? So so uh, I've been wanting to start a podcast for a long time. I love podcasts. It's one of my favorite forms of media, and I've been wanting to do one for a while. I graduated from um, a community college in a radio degree, and you know, I bought myself you know a professional mic when I uh, graduated, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be for something. I don't know if it's going to be for voice work or my own independent radio show or podcast. I'm not sure. So while I was working in uh, in radio, I sort of met and sort of re-met my co-host Lucas, and we uh, uh, came to be friends that way by working in the same station, and. Elwood City Limits kind of came along when I decided I was I was actually living somewhere where I didn't have a whole lot of friends. I was kind of I was kind of lonely. So I had the time and I had the drive to do something like that. So I was like, okay, what can I do a podcast on? Originally, you know, I wanted to do something about my number one hobby, which is professional wrestling. But the professional wrestling podcast market is very um what's 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 the word? There's so many uh so, there are so many and it's hard to do even a unique angle. So I was thinking about it like, okay, well, what's something else that I really enjoy that I feel like I could talk about, um, you know, um, expertly or at least intelligently and that nobody else is talking about. So I thought about a couple of like TV shows and movies and that kind of stuff. And eventually I thought of, well, what about like an Arthur podcast? And I looked it up and there were no others at the time. This was, 2016 this was the summer of 2016 and so i came up to lucas and i said would you like to be my co-host for a podcast talking about arthur because i was also trying to think of co-hosts um because i am really good at hosting but i need somebody else who's funnier than me which is not that difficult so i and lucas is very funny and i thankfully he did not need a lot of convincing he also uh really enjoyed arthur when he was a kid so we got to use the um the studio at the place where we worked for about the first uh year of the podcast which is why the early episodes sound as good as they do uh and we just kind of plugged away at that and four years almost four years later we're still plugging away i'm so happy that i found you guys because like there was a need for this and I don't know who needed it aside from me, but a lot of people need this podcast. And well, the the more um the more I go on, the more I realize that you're not alone there, Bob. There's a lot of people who don't know that the podcast exists, and then when they find out about it, they're like, "Oh my god!" Like you, you like literally your words there of like, "I didn't know I needed this." And we keep kind of finding people almost by chance. Uh, it seems like almost once every month or couple of months, somebody will tweet us and be like, I didn't know an Arthur podcast existed. And that's a lot of the ways how we find uh, guests for the show like you. And a lot of the other guests that we've had in the show just discovered us almost by accident. And we've also found a great, a great community of listeners through that same way. And, I'd like to say that's because of, you know, the strength of our podcast. And that's definitely that, but also because I'm really, really terrible 
at marketing and I don't want to do, I don't, I, I'm not, not interested in marketing the podcast to like the degree that a lot of these other professional ones are. So I kind of count on those people finding us almost as if by accident, like basically virtually tripping over us and it's worked okay so far. I, okay, no, I don't want to get sentimental on like a fun podcast like this, but listening to you guys have, you know, gotten me through some like hard times because it's something that I can go back to and just go, go away for a while and not think about whatever has happened. So thanks for that. You're welcome. And honestly, that's one of the reasons why this is still so much fun to do. I when when I started when I started this with Lucas, my whole thing was like, wow, it's going to be great to like have people like my goal was basically and to a degree it still is a little bit selfish of just like I wanted to be like those podcasts where um people email them and make fan art of them and like like you know I was thinking of like you know the um the McElroy brothers podcast and all that kind of stuff where they create this community that really likes what they do and then along the way I have had people like yourself Bob who have come to me and been like wow this really has helped me in one way or the other and I realized that um that's way more important than anything that we could be given the fact that you know just the fact that you're saying that just made my day 100 percent better more so than any patreon donation more than any gift that we've gotten more than any more than anything else physical that could be given to us to know that people a listen to the podcast and b it means something to them means a lot and if i think about it for a long time like it really it really trips me out so uh, I I really appreciate that you said that, and because a lot of times through doing the podcast, it felt like we were just talking to nobody, especially in the early days, the first year, um, like before we got our first email, which took a few months. We, I was just like, "Why am I doing this? Like nobody's listening, nobody's commenting, no, it doesn't seem like anybody cares." So I, you know, I feel that still, like, why am I doing this? And then something happened. I'll get an email or I I listen to you when I want to go back to a simpler time. So I totally know what it's like to feel like you're doing nothing. And then just one email can, you know, or one comment can change your outlook on the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And you have, uh, I mean, something that I really appreciate about your show is that you have uh, way bigger drive than I do personally, which has led to you getting a lot of the great opportunities that you have. And I think that that's something that people should know about your show is that you really work hard to make it the best that you can and to get the most best possible and most interesting uh, content that you can. And you really like you, some of the some of the guests you've gotten. I'm, I'm like green with envy over here. I'm just like, oh, oh, that's really good. So, and I think that that's, but that didn't come from nowhere. That came from your drive to be good at what you do and to give back. So that's really obvious from the way that you've had, well, and for goodness sakes, almost 10 years of your show. That's, that's not nothing. That came from somewhere and that came from you. Yeah. And to think that it started out as a four hour live broadcast in the hot summer months like mm -hmm. the computer almost blew up because it was so hot so it's like 
that those first couple of years were weird, and then um, you you get you get into your groove, and it uh it makes for a good show. Yeah, you need you you need those early days. You need those early days to even just remember what t- things were like before they were as good as they are. But I just want to talk to you about podcaster to podcaster before we get into specifics about favorite Arthur episodes and whatnot. Like I, I just kind of want to talk about podcasting as a whole mm-hmm. and how we, what your approach is. Like, do you find it hard? especially in the beginning, to to make sure that you labeled yourself as not a podcast for kids. You know, it's that was never something that I had a hard time overcoming, and that's actually something that, like, when we recorded the first episode, and you can actually hear this on the very first episode when you hear it, um, that we censored out a couple of swear words and at first because at first lucas and i wanted you know we thought we wanted to do like you know just the way that we talk to each other you know we we swear we're a little blue we're all that kind of stuff and then after we recorded it we were just kind of like that didn't feel right to 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 me like do you know what i mean and we both kind of agreed that if we're talking about a show like arthur there it's it's going to be out of our hands because kids are adopting these forms of media like look i didn't discover podcasts until i was 18 but i imagine that there are some really young kids out there who probably have a favorite podcast and if they were to find out oh hey look it's an arthur podcast i love arthur and it's it's you know it's not so much about censoring ourselves or that or that that was difficult it was just like okay so we need to kind of change the way that we approach uh, language in this way and how we kind of approach the content as well because we're not here to be I mean we are here to be funny we are here to be funny primarily but we're also not here to you know dump on this kids show when clearly we're I'm almost 30 and Lucas is in his mid to late 20s uh, you know we're not here to say we're better than it we're also not here to like you know be the Arthur love in of just like yeah it's great to you know, just remember with starry eyes the stuff we watched when we were kids, but I don't find that particularly engaging after a while. I like to actually kind of look at what they were trying to say. And so we found this kind of unique way to it where I'd like to think that you can appreciate it if you've watched Arthur uh, your whole life or if you just kind of picked up this episode and you remember Arthur from when you were uh, eight years old watching it on PBS and you can go to this episode and be like, oh, yeah, that did happen. That is funny. So, um we just kind of settled in, like you said, we settled into the groove after a while. We kind of just uh, became a sort of general age show that can appeal, hopefully, to kids and to uh, older kids and to adults, basically anybody on the age spectrum. Although, we have been getting a little bit looser with some of the some of the naughty words, so maybe we ought to dial that back a little bit. Well, hopefully this podcast can can you know inspire that change i don't know but i'm really so happy that the podcast even exists because nobody was talking about arthur before you guys yeah and even still it's really hard to find 
any concentrated community. Like I keep, I, I look like, I feel like every few months I check around of just like, yeah, there's the Arthur, there's the Arthur subreddit. There's like a forum that hasn't been used for like several years. When I was, when I was younger, one of the first places, and this doesn't get talked about a lot. In fact, hardly anywhere, but I don't know if there would have been a podcast without, there's a website called the Elwood city downtown core. And oh my yes, and they had reviews of Arthur episodes, like text reviews of Arthur episodes. They also had like fan art, and it was it was a very basic web page. It was just, it was just a fan page. But I remember going on there like every couple of days when I was younger, and just rereading all of these reviews and being like, I I, I would have been I want to say somewhere between probably ten and thirteen when I was reading those, and just being like, I can't believe that this. Like that people talk about Arthur this way. And I imagine that maybe I'd like to imagine that part of that kind of stuck uh, in my brain. And of course, doing the show, like you said, um, people have kind of come out of the woodwork. Like I still enjoy watching Arthur. One of our most recent guests, uh, Christine, is, you know, um, is married with with a child and is still like, yeah, Arthur's one of my favorite shows. So it's. And I think it's not not just Arthur. I think people are just becoming more comfortable with owning the fact that they still get genuine joy out of shows that they either watched when they were a kid or shows that aren't aimed at them today, but they genuinely enjoy for one reason or another. I've I have a friend and he introduced me to the world of like Super Sentai and Common Rider, which is definitely not um aimed at adults but there is an entire community of people who love who love that stuff and i can and i understand it like i i've i've watched some common rider in the past couple of years pretty cool so it's it's a I, I think it's it's kind of about dropping the stigma in my own mind as well about what we what we're allowed to enjoy yeah and ironically some of the biggest like muppet and sesame hmm. street fans are I think that's yeah. I think that's one of the most acceptable ones because uh, the Muppets have been so successfully integrated and for a long, a long, long time. But uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff out there. I feel that is uh, like a degree of either like self reflexive shame or just kind of like ah, I shouldn't be watching this. Kind of comes with it. And um, I wouldn't. I I suppose you could argue that you know our show is like kind of breaking that stigma, but I think that people are breaking that stigma by just creating really good content these days that are, that's aimed at kids, but can be enjoyed by adults. And then finding out, well, people have been doing that for a lot longer than just the last 10 years, which is kind of why this podcast exists of like, Oh wow. Arthur was actually always kind of great. And we're just beginning to appreciate it more now. I mean, if Funko is doing a pop, line of it like within this year then you know you've made it and yes i will be buying those um i figured because one it's harder and yeah um i i just i'm so happy that arthur is widely known than it was even back then because this year public television show so anybody can get it It was widely widely available through the books and through the uh all of the tie-ins that arthur had as well especially once the tv show became popular yeah exactly home video home video video games 
yeah. books, stuffed animals, CD-ROMs, uh, tapes, all that kind of stuff. You know, it really had its it really had its moment as a big pop cultural icon, and now it's kind of come back as a meme, which is a new kind of icon in a way. Yeah, I was talking to Michael Yarmus about this um, when we interviewed him, and he was like, "Oh yeah, the fish meme." I know. <laughs> we we had a whole <laughs> thing about that. You know, it's like. Uh, so going back and digging deep into the show when you started this podcast, what is something about the show that surprised you that you didn't quite pick up on when you were a kid? Um, I think that I, 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 could, I could narrow that down to depth, both in the writing and in the animation. Uh, in the writing, there's so much stuff that I didn't understand as a kid, and... Or, or just kind of wasn't meant to pick up on because it wasn't for me. Like, I didn't realize that there was stuff in Arthur, like references and visual, uh, v- like visual references that I wasn't meant to understand because it was meant for my mom and dad. And now I'm growing up and be like, I know what that is. And the same for um, th- the animation as well. I, as a kid, I wasn't able to understand what went into animation to me cartoons were just a thing that was made somehow and put on my tv every day and i never understood the process or how much work is put into it and especially when the seasons were hand animated and this isn't meant as you know i i know i'm certain that the arthur team works very hard to animate the most recent seasons through flash that's not easy but especially you look back at the hand animated ones and just like wow in order to make the character you know move this way so naturally or or make the scenes flow like they did um it was a real wake-up call of just like this is this is really really incredible and remains that way i mean arthur is an incredibly animated television show and it just kind of took me a little while to realize um, exactly just how just how right that was. And I wouldn't have been able to do that as a kid just because I quite simply I didn't understand. It's like when I got to talk to uh, Rich Morris on our show, one of the animators from the early seasons or character designer, I should say. Um, yeah, just learning about all the work that went into making the show looked the way it did was just like, I wouldn't have been able to understand that as a kid and going back to it as an adult, I'm just about able to scratch the surface. There's still so much that I don't know about animation, which is why I try not to um, comment on it too much because I don't want to come at it from a, from a point of ignorance. All I can say is that there are times on that show when it really looks spectacular and I, and you can tell that people worked really hard on it. So um, the depth of the of the way that it was produced is what strikes me more as an adult. What was your favorite episode of Arthur to cover? Like, was there one episode where you were like, okay, there's a lot to unpack here. Like, there's a lot to talk about here. That's a good question. Um, uh Gosh, I'm. I, I apologize. I'm really terrible at the at the off the top of of the head questions. I I think it's really the episodes where they're dealing with a theme or a subject when they're trying to impart a lesson. Like I, for me, the one that jumps out at me is um, April 9th. Uh, mm. And there's a lot of other ones that they've done like that as well, where they're dealing with um, a topic uh, meant and meant to kind of communicate that towards kids and there's a lot 
to talk about in the way that they do that, in the way that they do well, and in the way they don't do so well. Like the fact that, you know, I had to learn as an adult that April 9th was a metaphor for 9-11 was, I, I didn't I didn't get that as a kid. I didn't get it until I read it later. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess that does kind of make sense. But the way that they tackled it means it didn't have to be directly addressing 9-11. It, it's just talking about trauma. It's addressing very how trauma manifests in young children and in people in general, and that's a that was really interesting to kind of dig into, and like a full spectrum of how trauma is experienced. And I didn't expect it from a show like Arthur. Shout out to Peter Hirsch for writing for writing that one. I know that he'll be listening to it. Absolutely, P- Peter Hirsch has been such a constant on the show. It's like I'm so used to seeing his his name on the credits that it, that it's just like, "Oh, there he is again." Like it's just kind of Peter Peter Hirsch and Arthur. It's like a lot of a lot of people I kind of associate with that. Even as a kid, I remember memorizing like, "Oh, this is the storyboards were done in this episode by Robert Yap." So I like his animation. So this will be you know, this will be a good one or something like that. So Robert Yap and Peter Hirsch are guys that I remember. When you know it's directed by Greg <laughs> and you know yeah. it's written by Peter, you're in for a good uh, episode there. Yeah, that's right, Greg Bailey. That's another one, too. That's a good good shout-out. Yeah, they even, they even... I forget what episode was, but, like, I think DW is like, roll the tape, Greg. I forget why. I forget what it was, but there was a cold open. Yeah, that does sound familiar. The fact that they can make references like that for their cast and crew is great. I love that. Again, something I never understood as a kid, but now that I'm older and I I understand that reference, like Captain America, I understand that reference. I was going to reference that before you did. That's awesome. (laughs) So, uh, is there any episodes that, like, that, like, you were like, how'd they get away with this? Um. Bleep. Yeah, you know what? That That's that's a really good one. I'm glad you had that on deck. That's, um, uh, yeah. And there are, there are some others that I can't believe that they got flack for. And that's mainly, like, the, the I'm referencing, like, this is different, but the postcards from Buster episode. It's just, yeah, it's funny that Arthur that Arthur's been on the air for that long and has almost, you know, you think about some, another show that's like long lived, like the Simpsons. And of course they've had their brushes with, you know, company executives and parents groups and all this kind of stuff. And then it's, there's Arthur who, which is not, not quite as long lived, but still for a long, long time for most of my life, it's been on the television and there's been practically almost no times where you know it's been the subject of controversy which thankfully for the some of the topics that it covers um is 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 great that it can basically bring this kind of stuff up and not have to fight a million people because that's that's unfortunately what we deal with sometimes is that when we talk about you know the you know say like the one time it did happen in postcard from buster and we're talking about the situation of uh, just having eight an atypical parental situation, let's say, and then they got so much garbage for it, and it's just it's disheartening that a lot of other shows have to you know wade through that muck in order to talk about this sort of thing. But thankfully, Arthur has been fairly almost bulletproof in that in that sense, and I'm glad I'm glad for it. They they found the secret to 
uh, bringing these types of things up and having people listen instead of having them immediately get angry. So if you were to show a non-Arthur fan episode, just to give them an idea of what the show is about or what the show's, you know, kind of the vibe of it, what would you show them? It's a really good question. There's a lot to choose from. I think that um, it's, I don't know if I have specific episodes in mind, but I know that I would want to show them a, an episode focused around Arthur, one where his character has like a, a clear conflict. And I would also want to show them um, a Binky episode. And I've, this is kind of the calling card of the show is that I feel a lot of the episodes centered around Binky tend to be the fun, the funniest, the most fun to go back to, and sometimes the most nuanced because it deals with kind of the two sides of Binky. And, uh, you know, aside from, you know, maybe showing them like the musical episode or something like that, or maybe the Christmas special, that would be really easy to show around that time of the year. If you kind of show them the hearts of the show. In fact, I, I'm thinking of the... Um, the episode from the first season, and you know, not to be unfair to the other seasons, but season one is the one I've seen the most, so I remember it the most clearly. Uh, the episode where Binky and Sue Ellen kind of get into the competition, or, or rather, Binky gets into a competition with Sue Ellen about who can play music better, and just kind of being her rival. I think that's a real that's a really good one uh, to show off to first time viewers. There's a lot of heart to it. It's funny. It's visually interesting. It's just the show in kind of this nice little bottle. The episode that I show most people is Arthur Reich's story. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I, yeah, I, I agree with that one because you do get a good look at all the other characters. It is very, what's wildly visually imaginative and, uh, it's 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 a re it's a real stone cold classic. It's one of the ones that I remember the most. Like I just whenever whenever I watch it on YouTube, I picture the cover of the VHS tape. Like it's just one of those things that you can just feel. I mean, the musical episode is a classic, partly because there was an album like based mm -hmm. on it. Yeah, for sure. But, like, I saw, you don't need goofy moments all the time. Mm -hmm. And Arthur dealt with that amazingly over time. I also want to know this. Was there an episode that you hadn't seen before? That you were like, what the hell am I watching? Well, actually, so, sort of not, not really, because... Um, you know, everyone for at least as far as the show's been going so far, um, there hasn't been a lot of episodes I haven't seen. This most recent season is the only time so far in the show that I've been like, I don't know what any of these episodes are about because I've genuinely never seen them. So so far, nothing has really, um, uh, you know, come from come from behind or anything like that. It's more of just like the weird Arthur stuff that we find kind of on the edges. Like we did an episode about the special episode that you can put your kid in Arthur's best friend Andy was the one that we watched like I can't I can't believe that exists that's a relic from like two decades ago which is really wild to think about that was on the that was on the trail that was on the that was at the end of the Arthur's only rock and roll VHS mm -hmm. that's right 
like the preview for it. Yeah. And some of the Arthur Arthur specials too. Like it's only rock and roll. Just like I can't believe that almost at the height of their popularity, they got the Backstreet Boys as guests on Arthur and they did a whole special about it. It's just and they and they were on hiatus at that point, Backstreet Boys. So it might have been recorded like two years prior. Yeah, in fact, that's probably true. So uh, yes, it's stuff like that where I'm like, I can't believe they actually did this. I can't believe that. But I love it. Arthur though. was that big yeah. or what have you. I still love it though. Yeah, for sure. But there's there's literally, and I'll tell you this: there's an episode from this current season whatever they're on now it's a musical episode mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. where i guess they're going to a family reunion and buster and dw have a duet yeah i think i saw something about that i saw i kind of saw the basic idea of the uh of the special. So haven't gotten to that yet. I'm really interested. I'm not, I'm kind of saving a lot of the newer stuff because a, we're going to hopefully get to them naturally and B, we can do extra content with like the specials we haven't done yet. So I haven't, I haven't seen very much of it. If any at all, I think that it's on par with like the, the specials from years past. Okay. Well, that's good praise. I mean, it's another Peter Hurst, so you can't really argue with him <laughs> um, with his work. Yeah, totally fair. But is, is there an episode that going into this podcast that you just remembered and you were like, "Oh, I can't wait to do this"? Um, I I was kind I was kind of interested. I mean, I don't even think. I really planned all that far ahead. I was like, let's just see where this goes. This might burn out in a month or two. So when we first started. No, but when you go, when you got to it, were you like, oh yeah. Well, the, um, the almost real, not live music festival. I really was interested to see what that would be like. And kind of the more gimmicky episodes, especially when we covered like, um, like the episode, the episode, the, the, the two parter of binky rules, uh, that w- that was another one where I was like, "What is this like now?" So I I feel like we've come across a lot of those where we like realize what's coming up. Uh, Arthur's big hit was another one because we were excited to talk about you know, <laughs> what that's like post Arthur meme, and it was a really interesting conversation to have. And yeah, the, the, there's there's been no shortage of of those types of episodes. Thankfully, where we're like, can't wait to talk about this one. So can we talk about Arthur's missing pal, please? Sure, if you want to. We have to get, we have to get there. That commentary was amazing. Thanks. It, that was that was an, that was one where we literally like I didn't watch any. I don't think I I don't believe that I watched. I think I like because Lucas will generally like when we're doing commentaries. He'll watch he'll watch that for the first time as we just kind of watch it ourselves. I usually watch it the night before and then watched again. I don't think I got all the way through watching Arthur's missing pal. I was like, got maybe 10 to 20 minutes in. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna see where this goes tomorrow. And, uh, that was a, a real, another real curiosity that, uh, I'm glad that Lucas and I could experience together. I still have my copy because it has my, the old Toys R Us sticker on it. And as you know, 
as you know, it doesn't exist in the U.S. anymore. So, I kept that. But, like, are they making power a journey with an Excel? <laughs> what a great way to describe that. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just a journey. That's all it is. It's a journey in and of itself. It's true. It's. I can't believe it exists. It was. Com- it was almost completely new to me when I when I discovered. It could have been so good, but no. No. Oh well. It it is a different time, and hopefully, if we ever go down that road again, then we can uh, do it a little better. Yes. Have you ever checked out any of the PC games as a kid even? You know what? I've watched video YouTube videos on it. I don't think so. Uh, when I was younger, I remember I played a couple of the Magic School Bless games, but I never I never played any of the Arthur ones. I don't even think I knew they existed. I played a lot of the ones that they have on the PBS Kids website. I played a lot of those Flash games. Like the like the Goose one? Like I think they did have virtual goose. They had one where like you had to get you were Buster and you were serving people ice cream, and you had to get mm, you had to get their scoops yeah, exactly that's, right. That's still up there. Oh really? Is it? Oh man, I got <laughs> yeah. I gotta check that out. That be that would be fun. Do like a Twitch series. Oh, I wish I wish I had the technology to record that. Man, man, I wish. Oh man. So, how do you know like? Because aside from Arthur, you guys talk about so many pop culture references on the show. How do you guys know when to like, all right, we got to get back to Arthur. And now back to Arthur. Um, when do you know? Okay, that's enough of that. Like, when do you know when to like go back to where you're going? Or go back to the topic at hand. I don't know. Uh, we Lucas and I have just developed a kind of rapport over the last four years, and we kind of we we just we just know we know how far to take it, and we know when the jokes kind of run out of gas, or we know when the thing we're talking about kind of runs out of gas. I think it's it's partially on me because I'm usually the one who who leads. Although Lucas has gotten a lot more comfortable with leading the conversation as well, so I think we both just have a sense of when like. When we like when we've milked all that we can out of a certain topic that isn't about Arthur and especially like me looking at the timeline and I'm like, okay, I don't want to edit. I don't want to edit this if it like (laughs) knowing that I have to edit it later. Just like, okay, time to cut the shorts kind of thing. Remember that tangent? I forget what episode it was, but it was this. this, Maybe it was Arthur's Missing Pal. The one where. That ice cream restaurant made t-shirts based on movies. Um, ice cream. Like ice it was cream like restaurant. It was like cow store. I send it to you. Remember? I don't know if I do. I'm sorry. No, because like it was this restaurant that would their merchandise would be reliant on oh oh cows TV yeah or... cows ice cream okay I I I remember now I, f- I forget exactly when we did that was that in the commentary because wasn't there something to do with ice cream with that movie yeah yeah it was like the mad scientist or something yes okay this is coming back to me now even even though the names are silly the ice cream is really good 
in all seriousness, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. It's my pleasure. I mean, it's still it's such a such a joy to have people either that I know or don't know be like, can we talk to you? Can we interview you? And like, yes. Oh my God. Like it's still like all the, you know, interviews only happen for like important people. And I, and I don't necessarily think I'm an important person, but it means that, you know, there are people who want to know. And what I'm trying to do, what I have been trying to do is let people know that, you know, I appreciate, I appreciate that people appreciate us. And that goes for you too, Bob. Thank you very much. That really makes, makes us all worth it. But I also want to let people know that if they really want, if podcasting is something that you feel strongly about, and I'm sure you could attest to this too, it's really, it's easy. It's, uh, it's easy to start. It's very easy to start. And I think once you get started, you, you'll want to keep going. Like I have another podcast that I'm thinking about doing very soon. Uh, that's not related to Arthur or PBS kids at all. And it's just kind of like, once I knew that I, once I, you know, started the schedule, then, and I knew, proved to myself that I could do this, then I'm like, I want to keep going. I want to keep doing this. And thankfully the barrier for entry of podcast now is very low. And I know that some, that might not to some people that might seem like a bad thing, but like, no, we should have more voices. We should have more shows. We should have more perspectives. And because it's it's easier than ever to do, and you're so easy now to find a podcast that you connect with. And I'm beyond grateful that people have chosen Elwood City Limits to be that podcast because I know what it's like from the side of the listener to be like, wow, it feels like the show is made for me. And to have people say that about something that Lucas and I have made is unbelievable. And I hope that we continue to make people happy and uh prove our prove our place here and while we're on this topic about just starting your own podcast even if and this is turning into a motivational talk but i don't care even if you have any type of flaw whether it be your vocal like your vocal inflection how you speak that don't matter. Like, just do it. Because they're going to be someone that's going to listen to you. It's true. Now, now more than ever. And re- and resonate with you. And, and we'll identify with you or we'll learn something from having listened to you. And I'm saying yeah, that I, as... Yeah, I get that all the time. Yeah, I, I imagine that's true. Well, thank you so much. It's my pleasure, Bob. Um, I really... You've you've said a lot of you've said a lot of great things about me on this show, and it makes me really, it makes me very happy and humbled. Well, my well, my thinking is, us podcasters have to support each other as well as just ourselves and what we do separately. And I'm happy, and I'm happy to do the same for yours, especially since, in men, in many ways, you're my you're my senior in 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 this kind of. Uh, regard so i look up to you especially as i said before the drive that you put forth in making your show into a good one is really ins- is really inspiring and still is this is the dj bob show